Hey there. Welcome to Natch 9000. 9000. Whatever you choose to call it, this is your podcast from the hashtag future. I am Josh Tyson, marketing maven, salon owner. He is Mark Peacock Brush. Pegasus. Pegasus. What, what were you? I was the Pegasus of, of natural, natural products. Fruit and something chia. You have the script. It's in a different app. Oh. Uh, Check uh, the latest reacts for that gem. Welcome to the show. I, Mark, had a really nice experience at a candlelight yoga class this week. Sometimes I go on Tuesdays. I did think of you. Actually, you were. I did think of you because uh, shout out uh, Endorphin. That's my the gym I belong to. I have their unlimited yoga and bar package. Whoa! A little bit less than the total unlimited package, so I can't go to the Warriors classes. Or like the boxing or whatever. Can you go to any location? Any location. I frequent the one that's two blocks from here or the city park location. One of my favorite classes. Uh, don't, don't get yourself over to Stanley Market that often. Not yet. That could change. It's it's closer than you might think. Closer than you might think to Park Hill. I go past it all the time to go to the kids' oh, school. Right. Of course. Yeah. See? Closer yeah. than you might think. Um, Megan Sachs is one of my favorite teachers. She has a, a candlelight vinyasa class over there that is hard. She like puts you to work. Nice. But she's into a lot of, you of, the, of me as... the stalwart new age things, the, the, the pillars of this show, really. And she was talking about the, the chakras. <clears throat> she's very excited by all the chakras, but she focused on the heart chakra for that class. I'm focused on the throat chakra. Well, I'm going to give you a little exercise that can help, Mark, and I think it'll help us have a great podcast, too. <laughs> You got a picture of your heart chakra. It's it's emerald green. Okay, I'm closing my eyes. Emerald green. It's just glowing in there. Yep, and your heart chakra, your heart creates a magnetic field that surrounds your body, Mark. So, think about that magnetic field. Think about getting the water in your body yeah. to vibrate in your heart chakra. And you do that. We're going to take a deep breath, and you're going to have kind of an ah, but adjust the tone until you feel the vibration in your heart center. And then just hold it for a little while. It's, it's a nice little treat. Okay, let's do it. So deep breath in. Uh, did you feel it? I felt it. Swirls of compassion washing over you. Uh, and... This is episode 136 of Natch 9000. Hare Ma- Krishna. Macro dosing and ice cream. And you got I, it. I don't want to get you too excited, but I have another yoga story for the macro dosing section of oh, today's show. Oh, can't wait for that. But first, Mark, what do you want to do? <laughs> I want to check in with Alkaline Vegan News. Alkaline Vegan News, our favorite Instagram account. Our favorite account. quasi-quack well, probably full quack science account on Instagram. Well, I did a little... You probably already know the history Dr. Sebi? Of, do you know about this guy? Nope. I was reading about him. He kind of uh, is a big proponent of the alkaline diet. I think he claims to have created it. Uh, got a lot, a, a few celebrities on board to do it because he claimed he could cure everything, you including know HIV and AIDS, through an alkaline diet. I didn't realize... <laughs> I'm sure you know this as well, but like the alkaline diet has been debunked by science, apparently. Um, they've all been debunked. But this one in particular. The latest research out of Stanford University, 609 individuals followed for a year. Are you just making this up? No. Oh, my God. Did you just have this in your head? Uh, Yeah. 
king maker, Pegasus. What makes people lose weight? Oh, I thought this was going to be. Is it? Alkaline. No. This is something different. This is just <laughs> well, recent it, research. It's, it's a level up because it's, they did all the genetic markers. Is it, are you genetically predisposed? They did several of the macronutrient diets, carbs, fats, all of that. Mm. None of it mattered. You know what mattered? The quality of the food. Yet again, eat more salad. That's and all it is. Daily orgasms. Absolutely. You know, I want everyone at New Hope to just reflect on what happened. This is who you won't put on retainer. Someone who just has stats at his fingertips. How dare you? I don't want... So what's going on over at Alkaline Vegan News? So Dr. Sebi... Wait, is is this even his account, or is Doctor Sebi he's dead? Like, oh, he's oh yes, he's like the mythical figure, and this is yeah. the him living on through. Well, I think this. I think when I did a little cursory research, Alkaline Vegan News, uh, the website that they link to in their profile, goes to an online store where you can purchase just but a few things, uh, weird supplements, speci- salts. things specific. I think to an alkaline diet. Yeah. All right. Here we go. This is one post. It shows some nice large mason jars with some crystalline ice shapes in them. A glass of salt water and vinegar will detect negative energies in your home. True. <laughs> Why do you think I have this Himalayan uh, salt lamp? It's just a peek inside the mind of your two hosts. Okay, we'll just move on from that one. I'm going to give you this one. Worms in vinegar with a picture of Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Did not care for this one. I saw Vinegar it, I eels. Turbatrix Aceti found in Mother of Vinegar. What happens if you hit play here? Ooh, the Turbatrix Aceti. Aceti. Found in Mother of Vinegar. Pull the curtain. Turbatrix Aceti are free living Beetle worms, baby. microbial culture called Mother of Vinegar. Anyway. Apple cider vinegar is an acidic neurotoxin that destroy arteries and cells on a molecular level. Its pH is corrosive by nature and is not anionic. It, it destroy arteries? Its high levels of acidity cause the body to deploy its alkaline buffering system, counteracting any positives the liquid may have. There's this whole thing about how bad it is, and it doesn't even mention the eels and worms in it. Yeah, it's a bit confusing and misleading. Aren't those eels and worms kind of those that scoby juice you're just wanting to get anyway? No. I don't, I don't think those take the form of eels and worms, I but I also don't. I have, I'm going to take a shot of Bragg's. Apple cider vinegar when this show is over, because that is bullshit. Ouch! Did you see that, Mark? Whoa. Excuse a, me. A Natch 9000 debunking of Alkaline Vegan News. You just heard it. All right. Three out of five. Watermelon flush. Going on watermelon for three, four, or five days is a wonderful kidney eliminant, a diuretic. We find that it helps to and out a lot of the debris in the colon, and the extra water picks up toxic materials and carries them off. You mean like water? Um, I hate to admit that there is some power to alkaline vegan news. I think I read there enough, saw enough posts about the the benefits of a grape fast (laughs) that I have been buying grapes and snacking on them more. Well, I liked this one. I'm not doing a grape fast, but I'm like, yeah, grapes. Okay. We eat a ton. I'm, I am pro watermelon for the, for the sorghums. It's, I think it's really, that's a sorghum sound. I think it's, well, there's, it's, there's. Low acid in the fruit. It, there's low acid. It's mostly water. Maybe it might even be alkaline if, if Alkaline Vegan News is on it. First time listeners, Mark, what is sorghum's <laughs> disease? Can you give them a quick rundown? It's, um, 
It's a very mysterious, rare esophageal condition that affects the sound hawk's throat. Mm. Is it as fake as uh, the alkaline diet? <laughs> it's not fake. Oh, it's real. Okay. It's highly real. So I just like this because it's a summertime hit. This is viral material. You're gonna, we're loading up on watermelon over there. But on a side note, yeah, quit following this fucking account because it gets in your head because they post so much so often. Hey, you're off the Instagram, so what do you care? So that's another reason why I'm off. So you're, you're telling me... Long time listeners, I am off Instagram, I'm yeah. off Twitter. You can't reach me that way. Mm-hmm. You can text the Soundhawk. You could uh, do that. You deleted that number out of here. Yeah, we're, we downplayed the texting. It was getting to be too much. What, but what if someone wants to reach you? How should they do it? Text the Soundhawk? Uh, I would say go to my YouTube channel. Is there a is there a switchboard at <laughs> New Hope? Comment. Can on they one call of my New Hope? Oh, all, all my brush on YouTube. All my brush. I think they should call New Hope and ask for me by name. Yeah, and then they'll be like, "Why are we getting all these calls Absolutely. about Mark?" That's fine. You know what, guys? Let's let's put him back on retainer. That's what he really for needs. For the best breakfast, the best breakfast in the morning, comma is two to four glasses of spring water. This is because water is electrical, period, dash, Dr. Sebi. You need to prepare your colon for mineral absorption. I think this is true. I agree. I am a fan of intermittent fasting. What is happening over here? We, we've talked about it before. Are just you doing it? Some, sometimes, because I just wake up and don't eat yeah, breakfast sometimes. you just do it naturally, right. Oh, that doesn't count? I, well, no, it counts. But I have to buy a book? You're not consciously about going it all the time. like, I'm not going to eat between these hours and these hours. You're just not eating for a while. No, I'm just like on days where I'm like looking at a clock because I'm kind of feeling a little lightheaded. I'm like, oh, it's 1 p.m. and I haven't eaten yet. I'm going to have an RX bar. So, <laughs> And then I'm going to go floss because that shit sticks in my teeth. And so you think you've made it probably what? 8 p.m. to 1 p.m.? Yeah, that happens sometimes with just coffee. That's 15 out. Coffee yeah. is also electric. But here's the thing. Here's what I think is important. Because I wake up and like I'm not really trying to drink water or anything. I just kind of... But just, it's like... It's, it's like just coffee. 11.30 p or... Exactly. It's 11.30. I need my coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start drinking water first. Hey, what's wrong with that? Water, then coffee. How about this? I want to electricize my body. Shot of apple cider vinegar. That is too acidic. Up yours, Sebi. <laughs> followed by water. Okay, Sebi. One more. And yep. then some coffee. This one is just for you in your alter ego as a salon owner. Long hair increases intuition and boosts your sixth sense. Military study reveals. This seems to be coming us via conscious reminder. And let me read this to you. Uh, At Kundalini, Kundalini with a one in there. If you study nature deeply enough, you should know that nature would never create something that has no role to play in the evolution of a system, such as the human body. Once you comprehend this, you should know that the human hair isn't only for looks, but also plays specific roles for helping the human body to function at its optimal level. One of the ways that your hair helps your body to perform better is by acting like an antenna to help you sense the energy of your environment more more effectively. Um, Well, why is that funny? That's what a cat's whiskers do. (laughs) These aren't whiskers, man. They have each each hair follicle is encased in a muscle sleeve, Mark. This has been seen in hair experiments that involve curly in photography. In Initial you, East in will you help you grow your hair. That is available at Needle in the Hay In case salon. you wanted some new word to sort of bolster this ramble with quasi-science. Many spiritual gurus believe that having long hair can help stimulate the kundalini energy in the body more effectively, which in turn causes increase in vitality, intuition, tranquility. Long hair, man. I think you need to get some plugs. 
No, I, I, I'm just going to grow mine out David Bronner style. Well, you used to have long, <laughs> luxurious long, hair. Long in the back, but not quite so much on top. Doesn't matter. How was your intuition back in the day when you had that thick, luxurious bob? I think that's when my... <laughs> it was not a bob. Oh, I've seen pictures. That was a bob. It got cut into like a... A, lo- a bob. <laughs> not a bob. More okay, a lob. A long bob. Um... I'm just saying, if you're into hair, man, you guys should be like getting people to grow it out to get their antennas raised and capture the spiritual energy of the Mark. Sometimes you just need trims. Well, a haircut. Yeah. You cut off the split ends, prevents it from breaking, allows it to grow longer. There you go. You are in the business. You should also get some elixiral team by Karastas. Stop plugging product. (laughs) It's great for massaging your scalp. Stimulate those muscles. (laughs) Finish off with a little Initialist by Karastas. God Promote damn growth. it. They actually have a new product line, Mark. Uh, Extensionist. You know what? Just Lengthening, strengthening, or something I, like that. I make... This podcast makes no money by Josh plugging Karastas <laughs> hair products. Could have just stopped at that. Oh, wait. No, we make some money. But he might indirectly make money through this. You get a little people coming to the salon and buying some product. I know what you're up to. Hey, every little bit helps. You co-opted the NIN brand... We got, we got to monetize ways. it somehow. Oh hey. My God. Hey. Just kidding. Patrons, we appreciate your support. <laughs> so what's this? That's all I got for Vegan Corner. But while we're on the topic of... Um, Reality? Real talk. Mm. I want to tell you about magnetic deficiency syndrome. And I'm going to set this up because I wish I'd brought it. I didn't... I forgot to bring it and I'll tell you why. But take a look at that bad boy. A stunning bracelet. Magnetic hema. Tight. So is that double hematite magnetic therapy bracelet? I own one of these. Is it all magnets? Like, can you pull it apart into all its individual parts? These two. This, cl- there, this clasp laced? here is very strong magnet. Very strong magnet. And I believe that these little boxes here are also lighter magnet, and these in between spacer beads are problematic. And here's why. But before we get to that. You have one of these magnet bracelets? Hey. Why aren't you wearing I it? I turned... Why are you wearing that? I had a birthday. What is that? Is that a hemp? That's a... Wrist choker? This is a, an African woman's crafts that my kids bought for the family. Oh, very nice. Yeah, fucker. Well, I'm just asking what it is. There's three of them. I wear one. Sometimes they wear others. Okay. You son of a Jenny bitch. never gets one? That's kind of cold. She has one. You said there's three. There's, there's four. four. There's four. No, yeah, Okay. <laughs> Kyochu Nadawaga, MD, one of the world's foremost authorities on magnetism, claims that he continuous degrading he continuous degrading of the Earth's magnetic field combined with man's electronic environment is, is responsible. Okay, Wait for, a for for magnetic deficiency syndrome. Symptoms, oh, I see why you're on this. Symptoms include stiffness of the shoulder, back and neck, uncertain low back pains, chest pains for no specific reasons, habitual headache, and heaviness of the head. Heaviness of the head, dizziness, and general fatigue. Those are all uh, symptoms of sorghums. No, magnetism is wholly natural event. Duh. It is neither magic nor medicine. It merely allows body cells to exist at their best level. Oh, booyah! So somebody. So you're saying this. truth? You are all in on this? Well, the, obviously the back and uh, the back pain applies. The stiffness applies. The chest for sorghums, I guess, maybe. The heavy head. But so much stiffness, wrists, just just a stiffness disease hitting me. as a And f- no stiffness where you most want it? I got plenty there. Nobody. Middle-aged man, because I'm up in the mountains having a birthday. Wait, what? Does this have to do with your, good, your stiffness down below? 
No. Oh. I thought you were about to give me an example. You're having a birthday in the mountains, huh? I'm and what a... was your present? This. Oh, the magnetic cock ring. Okay. No, the in-laws threw at me the hematite magnetic jewelry. Oh, nice. Because they knew I had all these just conditions and problems. And they said, hey, this will help. Because we went to the craft fair down here in Winter Park. And a trucker was selling them out of his well, cockpit. Is now, it working or not? And, and so the trucker's instructions were to give you this mimeograph pamphlet with all these typos and then to wear it for a week solid to see how it works. Then you can take it off, put it on, but wear it for a week solid to start. And you did this? I did this. Maybe that first day or two, I might have been like, oh, well, maybe the wrists are feeling a little better because it's right there on them. Placebo. <clears throat> then you need to check the medium doc to all listeners to see this picture of that. You see that? See that? Oh, this is your bracelet here? No, no, that's not my bracelet. Oh, with I'll the put, spacer beads? I'll put it. But this one, I just looked up. Like I was like, what the hell are these bracelets? And I looked it up. Boom! Many, many stories from about a year ago about <laughs> a inf- an infant who tested off the charts for lead poisoning. Oh, God. And they didn't know why. <laughs> And the routine checkup, the kid wasn't doing well, wasn't progressing. Doctor's like, well, let's do some blood work. Okay, we have some massive lead poisoning here. You're like 100 times. They send in the troops. They test the windows. Is the paint flicking off and the kid's eating it? No. The parents had bought a magnetic bracelet at a fair, and those little spacer beads are nothing but lead. The kid was gnawing on it as he teethed, just gnawing on it. Oh, dear God. So you threw it away? So I'm not wearing it. Oh, because there's lead in it? I don't know. No, but I'm just saying Whoa. this is all bunk. And these are the risks you run when you operate in bunk. Wow. You're really sticking it to your in-laws right now. Oh, thank you for the gift. Yeah. I think they're trying to poison me. <laughs> don't you? Seems like it. You might, you might ask yourself why they'd want to poison you. So buyer beware. Be careful. Check the medium notes. Make sure you don't have that particular... I'm, I'm not sure if my bracelet has any lead. I don't have those little spacer beads. That looks like lead, right? Mm-hmm. Does this look like lead? That doesn't look like lead to me. But who knows? Who knows what's in there? Yeah. The best part of that story is they're like, well, we tried to trace down who made the bracelet or who sold it so we could warn people. There's no markings on it, and the fair has left town. Wow. <laughs> Which is eerily similar to how mine was procured. I like it. A trucker. I got poisoned for a week before I got smart and got out. Wow. Could have been the premise for like a, some sort of horror novel. A bracelet procured from a trucker. Ooh, you like Slowly poisons nice. the man. Nice. You know, it makes you feel younger, but you have to sacrifice brain. The bracelet. <laughs> the bracelet. <laughs> the bracelet. <laughs> the trucker bracelet. Well, let's find another way to poison the mind. Okay. And I'm going to spot a trend for you. Are you? In real time. It's happening right now. Wait. Oh, is it, are you telling me you, uh, you want a uh, trend spotter story? Yeah. All right. This comes to you from high times. You ready? I'm ready. Go. Newbies are looking to the right government-sanctioned ganja guru to hold their hands and keep them from freaking out during their first dance with the devil's weed. Which must be the reason every self-appointed new cannabis authority and bud brand seems to be latching on to microdosing. Oh, Here we the, go. The story didn't get to the part where you actually delivered the pay dirt. 
a buzzword that intends to take the daunting edge off of edibles and the zillions of bad trip stories surrounding their consumption. On behalf of people who love to get really, really, really baked in life, I'm here to say fuck microdosing. We want to put the focus back on macrodosing. There you go, Josh. That's your trend, macrodosing? The evolution of this little elitist hippie, uh, el- not elitist, elites dabbling into the, the weed world. Oh, you're saying. But not wanting to get their hands dirty. So you got the LSD microdosing, which I think is more legit. But if you're trying to, like, don't you have, some, well, I don't want to smirch anybody, but some low dose THC work. Some hey. sublingual cannabis spray? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> and then you last week, tell, no, 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 you and your summer mix with your little tarot reading going, 10 milligrams is too much for you, man. You got to back off. Well, that was you. That you was your weed lozenge. You got to microdose it. I think I did have a bad trip experience on it. I know. But I'm not, look at this guy. I'm not alone amongst owners I know. Take my friend Lex. Now put yourself in Lex's shoes. He's at an, or- an Orange County security guard. Uh-huh. He's trying to confiscate his bag of THC-laced gummy cherries. Come on, man. At a recent show. So what does Lex do? Oh, boy, I'm afraid to ask. He tilts his head back and swallows the whole bag mm. in front of everyone. <laughs> Downing about 750 milligrams in total. That's a lot. The guard expressed concern. Sir, I can't let you do this. Lex. Hey, Lex goes to the bar, gets a gin and tonic, comes back. And I'm worried about taking his ass to the hospital later. What does Lex say? No, no worries. I'll just be really fucking high is all. That story gives me a lot of anxiety, as it should you. You you saw what happened with 10 milligrams straight to the dome, right? Well, there's another story of people doing 1,500 little vials of straight. They're just like on the beach all day. That's these not might, safe. These might be heavy users. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the good news is it's, as of yet, physically impossible to overdose on as of THC, yet. but my word. But don't you think if you get a lot of people microdosing? Like when, what's the line? When does When's micro become, when does it teeter toward macro? Or when do you do enough micro that you're like, I don't feel, I felt good when I, for this for a while. Now I need to up it. I need to add a few micros. Before you know, you're all macroed out. There's got to be like a middle ground probably, but That'd still. Be nice. So this, this trend is just like, if it's so socially acceptable to, acceptable to be like a little bit trippy throughout your day, why can't you be hella stoned? Well, or, or straight up tripping or, the, or it's the, it's that iron guard who's been doing it the whole time going, fuck you. You're forgetting me. What's this whole market of 10 milligram edibles, which can't go any higher. What about me? I need 700 to get where I'm going. Oh. <laughs> I made this market. It's just making me sweat. This is like the natural products industry all over again. It's like the organic guard. Like, hey, fuck you with your GMO labeling. I know how to do it right. Ooh, Mark. The macro dosers getting angry at the micro dosers. The same squabbles played out on a different stage. You got it. A tangential stage. Now, you said you had a microdose, macro dosing story? Oh, I just had a yoga story. Uh, we've talked about, uh, I think, with Cary Grant and major, yes. major tripping, how uh, the ultimate goal in shamanic tribes for that kind of experience was to have a death rebirth. Oh experience is that the theme of the summer tripping uh, mix oh i don't know is it is I, it death and rebirth i got the whole heady thing does it open what does it open with well okay that's interesting it's from a, an episode of the twilight zone i believe it's it was the birth. last episode of season four 
It's called The Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, which maybe you read that short story by Ambrose Bierce back in college. I know I did. Ambrose Bierce? Author of The Devil's Dictionary, I believe, as well. Uh, hold on a second. It's about, um, uh, it's set during the Civil War, and it's like a soldier is about to be hanged on a bridge. And as Oh, shit, I was going to make fun of you. I thought it was Pierce. Okay. Yeah, and then they try to hang him, and the rope breaks. And he's like scrambling through the water and he escapes and they're shooting at him and he's just trying to run back to his home and see his wife and kids. And he makes it all the way back to the, they're like, it almost looks like a plantation. But then he's like running towards his wife and his outstretched hand is about to caress her cheek and then he gets jerked back because the rope didn't break and he's dead as shit. And those were just like the final. That's great. It's amazing. So. What is that? Well, okay. Listen to this. Oh, that's the mix. We're back back to the mix. Well, the Twilight Zone episode. There, the, uh, there was a short French film uh, depicting the like a, they they made a film of that short story, right? Twilight Zone has burned through all their budget. They still have one episode they need to put on the air to fulfill the season, so they buy the rights to this short French film and have Rod Serling do the intro and outro and just use it as an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh, interesting. Genius, son. But it's also like stylistically, it's a little off from what they normally do. And so that was just a scene from that. It's it's him when the rope breaks and he's underwater for a minute trying to get his hands untied. And then you can kind of hear the water bubbling up and then him bursting out of the water and gasping for air is what you're hearing. And then there's that really cool song. He swims around. <laughs> a living man. Oh, that's from the same thing. Okay. Yeah, and then it and ends. where I didn't hear any bird. It's a great mix, and I like the theme. The birds. Where's the bird? There's the birds in the night right. kitchen. That's your bird, dude. I mixed it in with the night kitchen. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll I have made to pay you attention. the star. Oh, I'll have to pay attention. And then there's like some couple audio clips from the the trip to Spain. What? The wide was do the Mick Jagger impression. Then there's a whole peacock thing. What, what trip to Spain? That movie, the trip. To Spain. It's the sequel to The Trip, starring Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. Okay. It's where the Michael Kite brush. She was only 16. Okay. Okay. Is it all coming together for you now? Coming into focus? Yes. Just all sorts of shards from... Love it. The recent past. You got a... Work you got, of art. You got Tammy and the Amps on there, which is basically just the Amps, which is pretty much just the Breeders. We've talked a lot about them on episode... Well, I didn't know that. 134. Love it. Mark, there are Easter eggs galore. I Great mix. You, you know my only complaint with the mix? Too short. It's just not long enough. I know. I know. I wanted to leave everyone thirsty for more. Sequel in the way in the works, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It took me a while to finish that. I also realized back in the day, didn't you used to, you, there were some early mixes where you, you got s- strikes, right? SoundCloud took you down. Uh, yeah. I tried to put a Faith No More song in a I mix think and it I, kept getting pulled down. I, is it YouTube that has the three strikes and you're out deal? Maybe. Yeah, I don't think SoundCloud has that. Because I think we have two. <laughs> Do they really? They're like four years old because you tried to upload some. Oh. But I looked at the tracks. I was like, oh, yeah, here's these two. You know what's funny? Is, is he about to get us st- <laughs> taken it was down? A, it was a Faith No More song. I think it was like Wood. No. Oh, that one where he's like, I'm sweet. He's like singing the song from a vantage point of a baby. It's kind of a trippy tune. Faith No More? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't figure it out because there were a lot of songs on that mix and I couldn't figure out which one was tripping it. And then I realized it was Faith No More, so oh, I, I scrapped that song. But 
What's funny is the theme intro music right now to Natch Reacts is a loop of a Faith No More song. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I think if you don't, as long as it doesn't, let's not start with the start and if they yeah. just robot the first few. All right. Hey, when those algorithms get more sophisticated, we can expect that third strike to come tumbling down. You all amount. need to check the feed because we made freely available, not just to patrons, we made freely available Josh's summertime mix. It's the episode one or two before this in the feed. It's, it's, it's the soundtrack for your summer. It is. And so, uh, Old Gay presents Summer Tripping, Trippin' with Natch 9000. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is kind of about tripping. It is kind of about tripping and the uh, death rebirth. And so I'm in a yoga class, not, not even the one I mentioned the other night, a different class. Yeah, bring it around to the class. And I realize... In macro dosing. As I'm going through the motions of a typical yoga class, it is a recreation of the death rebirth. At the beginning, you clear your mind. You sit there and kind of meditate for a sec. Then it's almost like you awaken for the first time. And you're stiff and you do some small movements to kind of get yourself moving. And then you do like more that. sophisticated movements to kind of, as you kind of develop into your session. And then at some point, you're kind of at your peak. You know, you're doing the hardest poses of the class and you're holding them a while then you kind of go into a cool down which is sort of like when you passed your prime and you're starting to to degrade a little bit and you have to take it easy you have to kind of move slowly and let your body settle and then you go into shavasana corpse pose and you lay there like you're dead for like two minutes and then you roll on your side onto your arm you bring your knees curled up you're in fetus position you are reborn then you sit back up, clear your mind, and you awaken. You have brought it full circle. What do you think about that, Mark? But except for the link to macro dosing. Oh, because when you're tripping, if you're tripping super hard, oh, I got it. you want the death rebirth, which again, you don't want that every day. You need it maybe once in your life. Is it kind of enough. Or should be. Trip like that. So let's 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 just do this. Let's keep the whole micro dosing vibe to where it belongs. To the core bucket of safe hallucinogens. And what are the unsafe hallucinogens? Uh, well, I think the core, I, am, I, I'll, I reserve the right to adjust this after I read my Michael Pollan book. Mm. Mushrooms, LSD, I think DMT has some issues. What are the, there's like four they always talk there's about. There's some new ones now. There's one called SAS. Ooh. That's like, I forget. Someone actually broke it down for me recently. There's like these versions of ecstasy now, like MDMA is for like, if you want to like dance and just party with your friends, but SAS is good if you just want to like chill on a couch and giggle and play video games. I'd something. rather do that. Would you? Well, you're sassy. It makes sense that you want some SAS. All right. Well, hey, speaking of stimulants, Mark, drip, drip, buddy. Your morning cup of coffee is in danger. No. Can the industry dot, dot, dot? I don't know. This article comes to us from Time Magazine. As temperatures rise and droughts... Who's reading Time Magazine? You? What are you, an asshole? You only reading Fox News? Maybe. As temperatures rise and droughts intensify, good coffee will become increasingly difficult to grow and expensive to buy. Since governments are reacting slowly to the problem, companies like Starbucks have stepped in to save themselves, reaching to the bottom of their supply chains to ensure reliable access to their product. Make no mistake, Schultz... Isn't that Howard Schultz? Tells this reporter, quote, climate change is going to play a bigger role in affecting the quality and integrity of coffee. React, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. 
You react. Oh, you're over there typing and not listening. It makes I'm, for good I'm content. Totally listening. When one of us is checked out, that's always the best. I mean, haven't we heard known this is coming? Yes. There's an arable region for Arabica beans, which are the good ones that all Americans like. That's what we demand with our taste profile mm. and our $3 plus per cup. And that's one going to be one of the hardest hit by climate change, which is fake. It's been like 100 all week here, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's brutal. And so that is interesting. So you're going to have regions that can't grow it, or they're going to have to swap out for the lower quality bean, and then we won't want to drink it. Or you could just be the benevolent Starbucks and say, we need to save this industry, and we're going to... What are all those tricks they have where they're trying to say... Here, they're down here. Uh, no, they're not. You didn't include them? It's, it's stuff like... Uh, they're doing some seed work and crop work. They're Their doing... company's network of farmer support centers distribute free seeds, teaches them new adaptation methods, and serves as a resource for farmers who are eager, eager to learn how to adapt regardless of whether they do business with Starbucks. So I like that, but like, what are they actually doing to adapt? That's a good question. I didn't actually Can read you this actually article. adapt? Well, here, I'll find some. What I think is interesting, Mark, you don't want me for... is, that you, <laughs> is that you have the government uh, led by... Some really intelligent people retreating. Yes. Private industry stepping in. Retreating. Saving yes. your coffee. And it's From not just Starbucks. It's, uh, oh, God. It's Illy. It's uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Hold on. I read the article. I'll tell you who it is. Son of a bitch. Smucker? Keurig? Smucker? What is Smucker? Do they make coffee? That's jam. Yeah, but they also must do. They must. They must do some. They make a jam flavored, co- a jammy roast. They they clearly make. Do they make like uh, Folgers or something? Maybe uh, they, they have Folgers? like a, a grape, a raspberry. Okay, <laughs> preserves and jams. Yeah, full do. line. Yeah, that's what I like in my. Hey, those are things that are in peril too, Mark. It's not just coffee. Everything's going to be harder to grow. No, but this without is about bees, coffee. Mark, we're not going to have avocados. Here we go. Okay, we're experiment- testing coffee varieties and various adaptive farming methods. But what are those? Oh, Mark, you've got to pay full price. Hybrids, soil mind. samples. Crop rotation. What I like about this story is that all these big... So it used to be there was this market of people growing coffee. And then they would like lay layers of broker before it got to Starbucks buying coffee. Mm. And, like, and so these, all these middlemen would take money from the farmers and the farmers are getting screwed because they're just farmers in the field, right? We're eliminating all that middle because Starbucks knows our supply chain is in jeopardy. We are getting close to the supplier, mm-hmm. to that fundamental. We're out here in the field, and I think these guys are doing better. What That's happens what, to the middleman, Mark? Just disrupted right out of existence. We're the middleman? Me? Oh, I thought you said disrupt us right out of existence. Disrupted. Disrupted. I'm looking Ted. for... Ted, who's Ted? There is a... Ted, stop it. Here 15 years ago, Mark, the average coffee farm in Costa Rica produced about 14.5 bags of coffee per acre. Today, that number is down to fewer than 10. Look at the scale of the problem. This is Andrea Ely, chairman of Ely Cafe. Am I saying that right? It's Italian. Ely. Ely. He estimates that the coffee industry spends about $100 million each year to bridge this gap between... Farming now and farming what will need to be. Mm. 
Then to quote, there's a huge gap. The best educated guess is that in order to adapt to climate change, we would need as an overall industry to invest something like $1 billion per year to rejuvenate plantations, develop new varieties, improve equipment, even migrate some coffee plantations. One-tenth of what's happening. Well, Mark, as the... Right now. Wait, ten times what is happening right now. As the customer pool, a very demanding customer pool, continues to spread... And it becomes harder and harder to grow. Not just in America, but the the Middle East. How are we ever going to keep up? How? All this big spinning hamster wheel that we think is just going to go forever. It's going to fall right off the rails. Sure is. Spin out of the cage. Or um, CRISPR, some CRISPR coffee that can grow inside of a campfire. It is that heat resistant. What do you think about that, Mark? I read a crazy book, Born... Jeff Vandermeer. Mm. Have you ever read you a book called Annihilation? Amazing. I'm not usually one for Sounds spe- upbeat. speculative fiction. Mm. It's fiction, huh? It's fantasy. It's sci-fi-ish. So wait a minute. You'll read Annihilation, but you won't watch District 9? Sure, I'll watch District 9. Fucking watch that shit. I watched Ragnarok. Oh, did you? With the kids. What'd you think? It was good. It was pretty good. Even There's I mean, something very... It's sort of like this big Hollywood blockbuster, but it's very contained. It's like it's all this CGI stuff that you feel like they kind of made it on the cheap. Yeah, it's a little campy. I don't, yeah, I don't think they didn't have to. It wasn't like big. It felt, I don't know. Intimate. Small, intimate. There you go. Funny. Lots of lots of humor. It was, it was very violent for the kids, but they weren't upset by it. Well, and Jeff Goldblum, right? Jeff Goldblum. We'll get you back to this uh, ass place. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some weird, unexpected humor. There's a lot of those. Well, yeah. you should watch, uh, I think his name's Tati Wakaki? Taiki. Taiki Watati. Taiki Watati. He directed it. He did. He's also the voice of uh, Krug. The, the rock, the rock guy. man. Yep. Who I, for, the lo- for the whole movie, I thought it was that guy from Flight of the Concords, the agent. Murray? Murray. Reese Dobby? Yeah. Nope. Um, but you should watch What We Do in Shadows. Murray's in I've that. I've seen that. Oh, well, same director. Yeah, so you could sense the kinship. Yeah, they gave him a big budget deal. You should watch Hunt for the Wilder People too. Okay, that was his in between movie. It's it's about uh, it's got Sam Neill in it, but he becomes sort of like a father figure to this foster kid, and they're trying to escape from the system through the woods, and it's quite funny. Oh, kids might enjoy that one too. Uh, How about Mark? Great. I am just so pleased that you watched Thor Ragnarok. So how about some music? Yeah, give it to me. So this song is called Muzak Anonymous. The band is Capital Punishment. I want you to pay close attention to what you hear because for five points, if you can identify the leader of this band, who's a famous person. This is an archive recording. Um, what did I say? Five points? Yeah, five points. Wow. Okay, five points. All you have to do is uh, figure out who it is.
grocery store at your local A and P. Consumer speak, please. A B C D master. Consumer speak, please. A B C D master. Think of that. All, <coughs> all I could think of was um, a Zoolander. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, do you have a guess as to who that might have been? The Zoolander guy. What's his name? That actor? Uh, not the one with the broken. A uh, Ben Stiller. Mark, you are right. <laughs> oh! Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. That was Ben Stiller. What the fuck? <laughs> How did you get that? No way! It reminded you of <laughs> Zoolander? Yeah. All right, that's amazing. That, was that actually him saying that? I'm not totally sure. He's in that band, though. Uh, the album or the, the record label captured tracks. They're reissuing uh, Capital Punishment's 1982 soul LP called Road Kill. That was the first single. Uh, formed in 1979 oh in God. New York City when the four members were teenagers. The band consisted of future Supreme Court Justice for Arizona, or a future Supreme Court Justice for Arizona, a professor of Slavic studies, a musician documentarian whose family built the Brooklyn Bridge, and A-lister Ben Stiller. 
Nice! Mark. What the hell? Five points. I should win every Reacts from now until the apocalypse for that. As listeners to Reacts will remember, Mark won the prize, uh, elected to give the honor of having uh, Fader, what's his name? Tony Fader? Terry Fader? Terry Fader, ventriloquist. Use Mark as a puppet. He elected to pass that honor on to our uh, the POTUS. One of one of Fader's best impressions. Oh, amazing! And now, Mark, who else would you like to give the Fader <laughs> fist to? Oh, since I, I I'll think, let you pick somebody. Uh, well, let's just keep it close. Let's go. Let's give it to a few of the cabinet members. Oh, okay. Sessions. Sessions. I like. Let's it. give it to Pruitt, even though he's gone. Pruitt just got it. He got fadered. He did. He got fadered. And one more. Hard. One more would be. I'm gonna ah that little that you know uh, McConnell. Oh, he's the worst. He's the worst. He might he might be the reason our democracy fails. That I think that so. moment when he did that thing. Which thing? The the not uh, confirming like refusing to Mer- see Garland. Any. Yeah, when he that whole thing sort of that might be a flag in the sand. I think I think you are one right. one step too far. He's the worst. Yeah. Droopy dog looking son of a bitch. All right. Well, that got very political. <laughs> this is a podcast from the about future. natural products and food. We wish we could tell you about the politics of the future, but... I'm going to give you the future right here. Okay. Bird on a wire. Like a... Like a bird. You imagine this. Have you seen this picture? On a wire. I have. I put this in the dock. No, you didn't. Really? Yeah, I put this in the dock. Oh, oh I couldn't figure out how it got in here because I have a note, like a note in my notes app. I archive stories I want to put in the dock. And then when I went to look at the dock, this it was, was in there. already there. there. I was like, oh, I must have put this in there and I forgot. Man. Amazing. Simpatico. You're so busy. Simpatico was my point. China has been surveilling its residents with high-tech bird-like drones. The South China Morning Post reported the sneaky robot spies launched by more than 30 government and military agencies flap through the skies like real birds. They are so convincing that real birds often fly beside them. Stunning. That's not that surprising. Real birds will think anything's another bird. Oh, you're calling them bird brains? <laughs> the spies are equipped with a camera, a GPS antenna, and a data link to communicate their findings. Good or bad? Apocalypse uh, or no apocalypse? Apocalypse. Yep. Seems What's a, interesting, though, seems is... apocalyptic. This seems like some sort of nightmare out of the Cold War era, right? Yeah. But... Kind of in, a kludgy, clunky pigeon. Surveillance. Surveillance. Are you, have you seen the series The Americans? I've heard of it. I've seen of it. You guys it must should, be on Netflix. It's really uh, Amazon Prime. You have Prime, too? Yeah, I do. Why do you act like you don't when I tell you to watch stuff? I do things? now. I got it about, I don't know, a year ago. At my prompting, I'm sure. It's a great series. Wow. How's the service? How do you feel about Prime? Mark, I, did I you love know the deliveries. You download the Whole Foods app and you sign in with your Amazon login. Yeah. And you get a QR code on your phone. Yeah. You get discounts and deals at Whole Foods now if you're a Prime member, Mark. Th- that's great. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's democratizing Whole Foods, but I don't ever go to Whole Foods. You're right there because of the salon. I don't go to that Whole Foods unless I have to. Interesting. You go up the street to the Glendale one? I will sometimes. And here's why. You know what's really hard to find uniformly at any Whole Foods? A good man. A good man and or Beyond Meat products. 
<laughs> Especially the Beyond Burger and their new Beyond. They have like little brats Ooh. and hot links. You guys like these, huh? They're pretty good, and they're always gone. Always sold out. Wow. Can never find them, especially at the Cherry Creek Whole Foods. I hit up the one on Colorado Boulevard on the cusp of Glendale. Or is that Glendale proper? I don't know. Full shipment in the freezer. They just got them in. Ugh. We bought quite a few. Ten. Quite a few. What do you and do? You, you some, grill them or you just fry them? I'll tell you what I did. Uh, the burgers I typically cook in a cast iron skillet. Mm. I grilled... Some of the bratwurst ones. Were they good? Yeah. They looked pretty real. Tasted very real. Put a little mustard on there? You bet. A little sauerkraut? Giddy up. In a hot dog bun? Yep. All those things. Oh, a pretzel nice. bun. Ooh. I like the pretzel buns. <laughs> so there's a little, little tip for you if All you're right. in the area. Well, in response to these uh, drone robot pigeons, are they pigeons? Did I say that? I don't know. Did you? They look like pigeons, right? Doves. They look like doves. They're doves. Meanwhile, the U.S. has been developing its own unusual weapons. The military is creating a non-lethal laser weapon that makes ghostly voices from thin air. Is this like that shit that's making those sound waves that are making people sick in Cuba and China? Well, yeah. What the hell? It sure connected a few dots for me. Oh, we're trying to create this top secret weapon and our own embassies are getting sick around the globe from weird noises. Uh, Are they related? Our our position as prawns what in, is in this Rogan universe think about this? Uh, couldn't be more aptly demonstrated, Mark. We are powerless. I'm getting so annoyed against with the, the, drone with the, the, the Joe Rogan, Sam Harris, intellectual dark web, Jordan, Jordan Peterson. It's this little just circle jerk of guys. Like, we're not getting listened. We have the guys. answers. We are thinking clearly and straight about truth. Yeah, you are until you like get enough audience that you start to goes to your head like it is now. And yeah, come on, I can't take it. And all of a sudden, your sponsors are speaking the truth too, huh? Yeah. Okay. Joe Rogan uh-huh. is huge. I didn't realize how he is huge. Like that podcast physically, is, or he's, he's huge physically. He's and, pretty, pretty ripped, and pretty shred. Part. All right. Um, oh wait, what I wanted to say though was like, while this seems like some sort of cold war, not cold war nightmare, cold war nightmare. I think we've been conditioned by uh, social media and portable computer technology mm. to be more accepting of it. Yep. It's kind of like, oh, well. Oh, well. They're watching anyway on my phone. They're listening to me. No, they're not. <laughs> Do you really have that shit taped? Yep, I taped off my camera. Oh, my God. Why not? Why? Why not? They can still hear the muffled it, sounds you beat off to whatever it is. This is, I, this is not used. This is a pristine machine. You strike me as more of like a, <laughs> like an artful nude, like a, you <laughs> in a coffee table book kind of guy. <laughs> like you and your stash of. Okay, we don't need to revisit some of those stories. A gentleman. But gentlemen, two gentlemen. <laughs> two gentlemen. We're not having circle jerks about how we're right. We're just coming to you live from the future. That's right. We're telling you about and that. We're you, running out of time. Your RX bar. We got two more. These are quick. Okay, hit me. What have you always been worried about with that RX bar? Um, I'm uncertain what of. What is your the... pain point? What's with these eggs? Where do they come from? What's with these eggs? Where do they come from? How happy are these chickens? <laughs> you love that in-your-face, bold, labeled, front-of-pack 
This is what's in here. No bullshit. It's a. I get it. It's, it's okay. But you I, want what about I really those like eggs. You want more the, detail around those eggs. Color in those eggs for me. I like those big grains of salt. I like the maple sea salt one. I like the chocolate salt. Dark chocolate salt. Sea salt. Salt. RX Bar sued over minimus labels, ingredients declaration. Ooh. But case is a stretch, say legal experts. This is Food Navigator. Food Navigator. Is Ooh. this Hank? He didn't write this one. I think this is Elaine. In a complaint filed on June 15 in New York by Joshua Levin Epstein of Levin Epstein and Associates and Spencer Sheehan and Sheehan of Associates, something something, plaintiff something, alleges that RX Bar, now owned by Kellogg, mislead shoppers by labeling egg whites as ingredients on the front and back of its labels when, he alleges, RX Bar uses egg white fractions. They're doing sh- egg white math. That should be correct, correctly listed as egg white protein powder. B, using infused fruit pieces, fruits infused with apple juice concentrate, for example, but listing them as straight blueberries on pack. Okay. Noting that RX Bar used to list egg white protein powder and dried wild blueberries infused with apple juice concentrate on its old product labels, but now lists the more consumer-friendly egg whites and blueberries. The complaint alleges that the formulation has 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 not changed, but the labels have. In the case of the egg whites, it speculates that RX Bar uses a lot, utilizes one or more of the egg white fractions, but not the entire egg white, because the foaming properties of whole egg whites would limit the ability to blend it with the other ingredients. See, that was why I could never figure out. Like, they're not. It's not the binder. The dates of the binder. Mm. This is just some down and dirty, a down and dirty protein grab. <laughs> you know what I want? I want an RX Bar that's egg free because I don't need that much fucking protein. Oh yeah. Can there you, you go. can you substitute the egg white powder uh, for some inulin powder? Can I get a fiber RX Bar? You are going way in directions I don't expect. Don't mean to get all mavericky here, guys, but uh, you're missing out on some emergent market share. Trend spotting. Fiber. Maverick. The new protein. So this is all conjecture. Who the hell knows? Did they really change their formula? Did they change their label? Are they using fractions or not? Is that bad? Does anybody care if they're using a egg white powder instead of egg whites? It's not even really what you were concerned about. You just wanted the happy cage-free chickens and real, not cheap egg whites. One half of one, four-eighths of another, Mark. But you're probably getting When it comes to whites. these fractions. If it's definitely fractions. If it's powder, too, I mean. All right. Why don't you give us this last one? Eyes wide open, Neil. Halo right. top. Shout out, Neil. Uh, routinely underfills its pints, alleges lawsuit. The survivor dandy and patron of the show. Patron of the show. Thank you, Neil. Um, A light ice cream sweetened with urethal, erythritol, organic cane sugar, and organic stevia leaf extract. Halo Top sales growth has been nothing short of meteoric since it launched in 2012 with sales in... The four weeks to July 16th, 2017, overtaking those of category giants from Ben and Jerry's to Briars, according to IRI data. So pause there. However, okay. I'll just king make you for a second. King make me. This light ice cream, this sort of huge trend, high protein, low cal, you can eat a whole pint sort of thing. Crazy flavors has been a huge trend, huge well, they, success. They figured out how to make stevia not taste like stevia. Halo Top has enjoyed the lion's share of it. Many brands have followed suit. I think Three Twins even has a line of light. It's, uh, I believe they do. Maxine's? But Halo Top almost seems, that, seems no, like a Slim jab. Twin. Slim Twin. At the muffin top, you know, where your love handles hang over your jeans. Right. They seem related. All right. I can't pinpoint exactly. So proceed. How? Okay. However, Slim like many twin. successful CPG brands, 
Crispin Porter and Glovinsky. Uh, it has now become the target of plaintiff's attorneys finding itself at the receiving end of a lawsuit filed More lawsuits. in New York on May 9th, accusing it of misleading shoppers by presenting itself as regular ice cream rather than a light ice cream. And a second suit filed on June 15th, accusing it of routinely underfilling its pints. I want my money's worth, Mark. Why am I not getting it? Sign me up. In the complaint, they, quote, paid for a full pint of Halo Top ice cream, but did not receive a full pint. So, jury's out. The uh, lawyers are all talking about this slack. It's called slack filling. You're allowed to keep some space in the package Mm -hmm. if you need to, but only to certain limits. But I, but then there's this, and then, but they were talking about Halo Top knows about the problem because there's a place on their website where you can report Hmm. if you're underfilled pints. Yeah, if your pint didn't have enough in it. So there might be something about the way they're manufacturing. They're not dialed in there. Regardless, Mark, I don't know if I've. uh, There may be something to this, and all competitors like Neil need to be paying attention and somehow capitalize on this underfilling of the pints and the way it is jipping us out of several. Micrograms. I'm just going to gently remind of light you, erythritol ice cream. That the term "jipping" <laughs> is a derogatory shit. slur toward uh, the Roman, the Romanus, or yeah, what are they called? I, the, it's a new era. I apologize. Rom- Romano. The, 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 <laughs> Romano. The Roy Romano people. <laughs> you just—that's worse than what I said. Not really. The what, Romani. The Romani. There you go. So you know that much. You should know better than to use such inflammatory language. Uh, yeah. Mark. Uh, I think I've told you that, uh, oh, that my note. wife and I own Needle in the Hay Salon in Denver's Cherry Jesus. Creek North neighborhood. Yeah, have I so told you that? Have I told you that we are a green circle salon? Yes. And that we divert so much of our waste. Interesting thing happened that pertains to this Halo Top story. We have a little bin. I'll be the judge of that. About the size of a bread box. You open up the lid, and after you've applied color to a guest, you can scrape the excess off into a bag. So that eventually uh, the chemical, the chemicals it. can be separated from the water so that clean water returns to the water system and the powderized chemicals go to a landfill instead of ending up in the water system. It, occasionally you open it, it looks full to the brim, much like I imagine maybe a, a pint of Halo Top does. But if you put a whisk in there and just stir it There's around a little pockets? bit, the air dissipates, you lose about half the volume. Interest? Maybe that is mm-hmm. applicable here. You see, you think I'm going nowhere. No, I think you're plugging your fucking salon again. I am not plugging my salon. I am plugging a wonderful organization, Green Circle Salons. Okay. Did you know that our hair waste, Mark, goes to a women's correctional facility outside of Vancouver where it is stuffed into giant, uh, almost like nylon socks? They're called uh, hair boons, and they're used to clean up oil spills. Huh. At Green Circle Salons, at NeedleInTheHaySalon.com. At Natch9000. At Reacts. You're forgetting one thing. At Alkaline Vegan News. There's something you're forgetting. Oh my god, I thought we were done. Ugh. I didn't come up with a question. We gotta make it brief anyway. How about about this? How about, am I poisoned? Is Mark poisoned? Does Mark have lead poisoning? (laughs) Did Mark's magnet bracelet poison him? You better say no. All right, why don't you, uh, can you reach out with your diseased wrist and, and touch this deck? I'll touch it. I want the, I want the wrist that had the thing. Oh. Ooh. Did you get I feel a like ch- it just scalded. Got the, a charge. 
All right, past, present, future. The past. The Knight of Swords. Oh, this is indeed you from a bygone era, Mark. Uh, you can't see it here because he's wearing a helmet, but this is Mark with the long bob. <laughs> Mark in his youth when he could just scale Mount Everest, holding a Sherpa's hand. No sweat, pretty much, right? You could travel the world. No ailments. No, I mean, occasionally, maybe some uh, diarrhea. It wasn't Mount Everest. It was Machapuchere, Fishtail oh, okay. Mountain, and I scaled it with a raging gastrointestinal disorder that in retrospect was probably the first incidence of a retrograde appendicitis. Interesting. Oh, and that's when you had to get your, the finger in your ass to pinpoint the pain. I remember that. And that was uh, at, at base camp, right? But indeed, right. indeed, the past, the Knight of Swords, headlong. Look at that, throwing caution to the wind, charging at the world. You got a weapon, but you can't always use it. The present, we have the Eight of Cups. We see a, uh, a figure in a red cloak with his back to us. He's retreating up a coastline, a craggy, rocky coastline. This, this might be the most important card because this is the present. This is when that bracelet was on there. What was it doing? Well, it looks to me like um, whoa. this figure, we'll just go ahead and assume it's you, is abandoning his eight of cups. Those eight cups. It's me abandoning the wrist? Abandoning the... Wristlet? The wristlet, the magnetic wristlet. And look at this. A, a full moon... Seeming to emerge from a crescent moon watches. Now, to me, that tells me that this journey is very long. It took uh, from the time of a crescent moon to the full moon or even the new moon. What is that, Mark? Typically like Har 18 harvest, days? Harvest cycle. 18 days in a moon cycle? Um, so over the course of a moon cycle, so it took you a little while. You committed to wearing it for the week that was prescribed, but then you walked away after realizing it have had, might have had some lead. <laughs> in it the future is the king of pentacles uh wow so you see um a royal figure sitting on his throne good I'm gazing bemusedly at his his pentacle that he's holding in his hand looks about the size of a dinner plate he's got a a scepter as well that glows yellow uh his he's there's a castle in the foreground it looks like he's maybe sitting in a different wing of the castle um the bad news here is that he, he... Well, look at it, Mark. You tell me. What's happened to him? I don't know. He's completely entangled in overgrowth here. <laughs> completely entangled in overgrowth. But he doesn't even know it. He's so distracted by his <laughs> pentacle. Fucking hell! This doesn't mean you have lead poisoning, though, Yeah, Mark. it does! No, it doesn't. I've got lead pouring through my veins, but don't even know it. That's one possibility. But here's what I think is really happening. Is that it's become a... Uh, chaotic? How would you say that? Quixotic? No. Quixotic. Quixotic sounds You could so say fun. chaotic, I guess. Chaotic. A chaotic quest. Uh, to regain, you want to be back at the Knight of Swords. You want to be charging headlong up the mountain uh, with a you know freshly, freshly pressed prostate. You want to be doing that again, but you know you can't quite do it. And I don't think you're gonna. I think all this is saying is no. You're not gonna find the answers in uh, any sort of alkaline vegan news chicanery or magnetic bracelets 
No, stuff that's right up your alley. What you have to do, Mark, is wake up, snap out of it, and realize that all these attempts uh, to correct the situation are really what's holding you back. I think you just need to exist in the moment. You need to take your eye off this pentacle and uh, look to the horizon, my friends. Look to the future. That's what I'll be doing as I slip back into Natch Reacts mode at the end of a tarot reading. Episode 136. I mean, I think you kind of pulled that one out of your ass, but I'll Macro take dosing it. Macro-dosing and The best I'm going to get for a reading. I think that was a pretty good reading. What, do you want me to say that you're diseased? Because <laughs> no. I don't think that's the case. Look at you. You're vital. I am vital. Yeah, I can sense it in, in your 45 every 45 years old and vital. I would say 45 years young. Uh-huh. Uh, that's wrong. And into the future we go. And very stiff. At all times. If you in know all what I places. Mean. <laughs>